Welcome to the Brolly Marketing Podcast Series, where we explore anything and everything to do with running your small business. In today's episode, we are looking at business development and growth, and in particular, how we bring our businesses out of the COVID-19 crisis and make sure we are ready for the new world that awaits us. In other words, can we do more than just survive the crisis? Can business actually flourish and prosper as we slowly return to some sort of normality? My name is Dave Harris and joining me down the line to talk through how we kickstart business back to a post-Covid life is Sharon Shapiro, Broly Marketing founder and sales expert, and Chris O'Riordan, Managing Director and founder of Firestarter Business Solutions, a company that helps organisations drive improved business and sales performance through the development of a cogent business strategy and a workable, fully documented growth plan. Chris, thank you very much for coming on the Broly podcast with us. I heard you speak at an online Firestarter forum a few weeks ago. These are forums that your company runs. And uh, you were talking about the importance of planning. Planning is obviously important at all times, but particularly now. And you asked the question right at the beginning of your presentation, I remember, you know, when is the right time to plan with confidence? So when is the right time? Interestingly, the, the Firestarter forums were a thing that we had intended to do for years and years and years, but just never quite found the right moment to start because we always thought we'd be dragging people off the road and into hotels to, to do them physically. So um, actually getting them to a point where we did them virtually was a, a really interesting moment for us because what it did was it, it gave us spontaneous content to cover week in, week out. And the the thing that happened in the early days of lockdown was there was just a huge amount of disorientation. And actually what we started to find in our community was a, a lack of people turning their attention to proper planning and they were just putting it off. So the when could I start planning properly again question was driven by the people coming onto the forums. And the simple answer is now you just have to start. That's the point, isn't it? You, you know, it's, it's so easy to put these things off, particularly in, in, a, in unusual times like these. Really, you've just got to get on with it. Yes. And I think the uh, I mean, it, it is a, a, a unique experience that we've been through in the last few months. And most strikingly, an experience that everybody's gone through at the same time. And I think that that's been one of its um, truly interesting attributes but the disorientation, the the planning paralysis that, that people went through, I think has been something that many business owners have struggled to attack. And if you if you look at what's happened, there was there was a first phase of maybe what you would call financial panic when businesses were thinking, how are you even going to survive? And then the, the government intervention got people to a, a, a moment of cushion, uh, but still businesses weren't starting to, to to really think about how they were going to take their businesses forward. Sharon, what's your sort of take on, on this business of planning in a very, very uncertain world as we're in at the moment? I think, Dave, if you uh, recall that when we've had our podcast in the past, we've talked very much about this. And I'm, I'm a really big believer that you definitely have to get cracking, think about what you want to do, not leave it. Uh, because if you do, by the time things start to really kick off, which which they are beginning to do in my experience, then you're going to be left standing, 
where others have planned in advance and done something. And presumably as well, you know, there's a psychological element here because if you're if you're sort of sitting there saying, "Oh, woe is me," um, you know, that that's clearly a, a, a negative emotion, and psychologically, that's not going to be good for you or your business, and particularly for your people as well if you have people working for you. So planning is at least positive and proactive, Sharon. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, to Chris's plan, I was having a look at the webinar and uh, all the kind of presentation, and to have a structured idea of how you do it. And to actually do that perhaps in collaboration with other people is a really, really good way of getting going. So let's talk to Chris a little bit about that, because as you say, Chris didn't just talk about this stuff. They actually offered up some really good suggestions. And Chris, you talked about something in your forum called Planning Horizons. I wonder whether you could expand on that a bit for me. Certainly. So I think we talked about a range of different planning horizons. And I think possibly that that's the the first step that people need to take when faced, as I described it earlier, with a bit of paralysis, planning paralysis. So, for example, we did this at the um, at the end of May, but I think it's equally valid now. But we said to people, right, where where are you going to be? Where are you going to be by the end of June? What's going to be different? And suddenly actually asking people to confront a really short term planning horizon starts to starts to crystallize their thinking. And then we just stretch that thinking out a few more times. So where are you going to be by the end of the summer? What is it going to look like by Christmas? What's it going to look like by the end of 2021? And ultimately, in your in your legacy, what's it going to look like? And I think the interesting thing is that when people really start getting into this, they can do the longer term stuff a bit better, actually. they And most businesses are still, they had a plan or they had some form of a plan. Um, for the long term, but but so they can they can do the longer term stuff that they they've just been interrupted, and actually if you if you really start picking on on the short term, people can start to articulate what the short term looks like. But it's it's the messy middle. It's the it's the mid term is, is is the part that people have the biggest problem with. And what we encouraged people to do, and I know a lot of people went away and actually did this. What we encouraged people to do was try to connect all those different planning horizons. So if you're trying to get to this place by Christmas, what needs to have happened by the end of the summer? And what do you need to do in the next month to move yourself along towards that? So that that, that was the purpose of the horizons. And, and, and the connectivity is the thing that really helps people out. So Chris, just on that messy middle, I think that's a really interesting point. And it makes me wonder whether that's always a feature of when people are planning and thinking trying to think ahead of their businesses and what they're going to do in general terms. So I guess my question to you is, is that the case in your experience? I think, yes, absolutely. The I'm here now. This is where I'm going to be when all pigs are flying. But what do I do in the middle to make it so? It's the classic business fail, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so th- there's all kinds of really interesting kind of cartoons about the the hairy back of failed sales growth plans and the graph that doesn't look like you want it to look like. So uh, I think it's completely the case. And actually, I think I think these principles that are born out of this united sort of everybody trying to work it out are equally transferable to go forward principles as well. So Chris, in, in terms of these planning horizons, I know that you also talked about, you know, it's not just about 
yeah, let's make a plan for you know for the end of the end of July or or the end of September or Christmas or whatever. But you've also got to split it out into the different aspects of the things that make your business what it is and make any business what it is frankly so i wonder whether you could talk a little bit about some of those and particularly i suppose at the moment the financials because clearly they're the things that are probably at the front of most people's minds at the moment yes so i think this is this is all really interesting stuff and when we uh, when we kind of structured this work we we tried to pick some what we thought were logical elements to people for people to plan around and exactly as you say, there were financial ones, and I'll, I'll reference those a little bit in a moment. But there are also product ones and team ones, um, and also some of these some of these increasingly new points about virtualization, digitalization. What do I want my business to look like? And of course, the one that people usually miss is themselves. What what's the journey that they want to take themselves on over these different planning horizons? So. The financial ones are really interesting because clearly in this situation, two two things have gone on. Number one, I guess, is cash. So businesses um, at the beginning of this process were suddenly confronted with, I'm going to run out of money potentially, or when am I going to run out of money? And clearly what's happened with government intervention is businesses have been given an opportunity to find a cushion. But actually, if, if, if you don't get your planning right, that money's going to go. Um, you're going to run out of that money. And worse still, not only are you going to run out of that money, uh, you're going to have to start paying back the money that you've run out of. So actually, what we tried to encourage people to do was to use some sensible planning to to get some, some cash flow planning into their business at different points over the next, let's say, year to two years. Uh, and clearly, very closely linked to that is their financial performance, their profit and loss accounts. And I think the disorientation phase that, that we saw mainly in this period and continue to see in a lot of places is driven by people saying things like, ooh, we can do this now, or ooh, we're going to pivot our business and we're going to do this stuff, and ooh, maybe we should think about the staff and when are we going to bring them back or are we not going to bring them back? And just actually decisiveness is is what is needed because otherwise – June becomes August and August becomes Christmas and Christmas becomes 2021, if you're not careful. So proactive focus on that is really, really key. Actually, if, if you think what has happened maybe over the last six to eight weeks, lots of businesses have started to try to change the way they go to market, um, but they haven't done a good enough job of it. So they haven't really gripped it. Uh, so they've had lots of ideas, but time is passing them by. So what we try to encourage people to do is, especially where they were changing their businesses, was to set financial plans around their new pro- or their evolving product strategies, set marketing plans around their new uh, product strategies, set organizational plans around their new marketing strategies, and also work out, is that something that is going to be there permanently or something that's just here for a period of time but they had to confront these points and Sharon that's a really good uh, point that Chris raises there isn't it about the business of putting rigor in terms of in terms of a time scale next to this stuff because it's it's very easy isn't it to have these these discussions uh, and come up with great ideas and 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 all leave the meeting feeling great Uh, but if you actually don't pin yourself down and say we're going to do it by such and such a time, and this is how we're going to pay for it, and this is how we're going to market it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, exactly as Chris says, then you might as well not bother. Yeah, I think that's right, and I think the other thing around that as well is because there's been such 
extraordinary times with the best will in the world, you might sit and try and work out these plans. But again, you've got to have the energy to actually get that going. And to have that energy, you need the collaboration of others. And I know I touched on that, you know, a few minutes ago. But again, if you've got kind of surround yourself with people that can help you take that plan forward as well, I feel like that's really, really important. Yeah. And and Chris, you mentioned, you know, one of the things on your planning horizons is, is people, is your team. How do you bring them with you in, in these circumstances? Because, again, it's just so extraordinary, isn't it? If you furloughed half your staff or, or, or three-quarters of your staff, you know, but they're the people you kind of need with you because they are the lifeblood of your business. So there's a sort of – there's an issue there, isn't there? There's a conundrum. Yes, uh, on, on many, many levels. So there, obviously there's a, there's a duty of care um, conundrum. There's a is the team that got me here the team that's going to get me there conundrum there's a financial conundrum so there are all kinds of challenges that i'm afraid business owners have to confront it's interesting though on a, on a few levels firstly in our sort of exposure on the forums what we've we found is that the energy in the business owner business leader community is actually pretty high and maybe that's not surprising because that's what you expect in a community of entrepreneurs so they they adapt they improvise they overcome that's their natural their natural flair so i think once people get past the gosh this is different moment they go again and they crack on so i think that's really positive i think what what we achieved with the work that we did specifically in, in that conversation with people is we gave people almost a, a dummies template which just said and, and and literally the message was fill this in and you won't go far wrong just sit on a park bench for an hour and fill this thing in and and it will crystallize your thinking so that 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 was a so and happily you know we're, we're happy to make that it's a really simple template it's not it's not rocket science it, it's just functional uh, we're happy to make that template available to whoever wants it because it just gets you going and then there's there's two critical points which Sharon was starting to address, actually. The first one is you can have the best plan in the world, but if you don't do stuff, it won't it won't materialize. So the final the final column for each one of those elements we talked about was what is the next thing we have to do? What do we have to do in the next month yeah, that's going to move this forward? And that's something you just have to keep bringing yourself back to as you as, as you do the thing that's going to make you move forward. What's the next thing for each one of those elements? And it, it's it's simple, but it's it's overlooked. And, and we all know with planning that the biggest criticism historically is people write a plan and then 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 forget about it. And I think I told told you both when we were talking earlier, I'm just carrying mine around with me It's a scrappy piece of coffee stained paper now but I keep looking at it I keep looking at it and I keep challenging myself do these things Chris do these things this is what's going to take you forward the second part which Sharon was also referencing is get someone to pulse you keep you accountable it can be anybody it, it can be somebody quite obscure it could be one of your one of your kids yeah just make them sit down with you on a Saturday morning and say have you done this dad you said you were going to do it have you done it um, and and the guilt will get you. <laughs> I would take that one step further, actually, if I may. And that is just from my own personal experience. There's one of the um, 
kind of client straight friends, actually. And what's been happening in this last period, and this has been very unusual, is because we've all been kind of sat at home, not in our usual office environments, not being called upon as business owners by our staff to answer questions along the lines of what we might ordinarily do. What it has done is given time to think. There's been a lot of thinking time in this, you know, period, shall we say. And some of that has then given you the ability to actually try and think about what you want for the future, what that looks like, et cetera, et cetera. What I've been doing is having kind of regular weekly calls with various people talking about just that. And that could be within their own business. It could be within our business. And I find that really, truly helpful. And that, going back to that accountability, Chris, is part of that because you know you've got a full stop, right? By next Tuesday, you've got a call with that individual and it does call you to account. And I mean, actually, Dave, you know that from our point of view because we have a Broly uh, team meeting every Thursday afternoon and we are held to account, aren't we, by the lovely Nicola. Yes, and the dog always eats my homework, but, you know, that's a, that's a whole other story. This is a really important point, isn't it? And, and I wonder, Chris, you mentioned energy then as well, and, and, having, and, and Sharon mentioned it too, having the energy to do these things. And I wonder whether any, either of you have come across situations where, where businesses have just been so knocked for six... By, by this, you know, with their sales going off a cliff or whatever, you know, that they've have found it very difficult to actually just pick themselves up off the canvas, you know, and, and, and get back in the fight. Have, have you come across that, Chris? I think everybody has gone through that. I think people would be, would be not telling you the truth if they, if they said they hadn't been through that. I think everybody's been through that in some way, shape or form. And I also think people have had all kinds of different experiences during the last three to four months. Um, so I know I know bosses of businesses who have furloughed people and found themselves doing jobs that they haven't done for five years themselves or ten years themselves. Um, I had a conversation with somebody this morning about the fact that they're now unfurloughing people, and like actually it's difficult to let go of things that you've been doing for three to four months so you've got and suddenly you're managing people again so it's all it's all complex but i think the the end and people are tired people are tired there's people who've been working most people i've been talking to have said they're working harder than ever actually uh, and the intensity of the homework environment that a lot of people have been imprisoned in for want of a better word there's an intensity there actually in staring at screens all day there's an intensity there that is just tiring in a different way for people so people i i heard something the other day about people being delighted with the fact they weren't having to get trains at half past five in the morning to get into london um, and it had given them a whole new opportunity to engage with their business and more time to think but with that i know people who are on calls from eight o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night um, so all of this is going on. And now, actually, there's a there's a new thing coming where businesses are they're, they're sort of halfway through halfway through getting it, getting it sorted. And suddenly it's all got busy again. And that, that brings a whole new challenge. So, yeah, the energy thing is, I, I don't know, I think inherently people in business running jobs have energy. They might lose it. They might need a pep talk. They might might need someone to pick them up, shake them point them in a direction once in a while. I think everybody's been through down points, but 
the strong people come back, don't they? And Sharon, is that your experience as well? I mean, do, and, and do you think, you know, this is a time where you need a mentor, you need somebody who can, who, who you can sort of say, oh, well, you can say, woe is me to that person. And they can say, no, come on, pull yourselves together. I, I definitely think that. And just think about a friend actually who does have his own business uh, the other day and has had it for years. But he was saying, and, and, you know, he's been busy throughout as well. But he was saying, gosh, I'm so tired. And, and I kind of don't really know why that is. And I agree, there is that tiredness. It's kind of, I, th- I think it's to do with the fact that everything's just going on constantly 24-7 and uncertainty behind that is a massive part of making you tired because you're constantly kind of not on edge, but there's that background to it. So yeah, I agree. And again, I think, I do think talking, I'm a big believer in talking, obviously I talk a lot anyway, but I do think talking to people and having somebody you can trust is another massive thing so that you can really open up and actually discuss things and be honest about how you're feeling, but also that they are constructive in how they help you out. And hopefully that it's quite an even kind of relationship between the two people as well. Let me tell you a story. On the forums, so we started the forums and I mean, this was agile product development at its best. We kind of decided to do a forum on the Thursday and by the, the next Wednesday or whenever it was, we had we had 60 people coming on to something that we hadn't really worked out what we were doing. But one of the things we embedded really quickly is from, from the first one was breakout sessions, which is obviously a, a, a Zoom feature. And what we started doing was we put people into a breakout session for 15 minutes. We did a, a load of thought-provoking content about whatever the topic of the day was. And then literally just threw people randomly into breakout sessions, groups of four, and said, right, just talk about this topic a bit. We gave them some pointer questions and, and said, just talk about this topic for 15 minutes. And when we did it in the beginning, I, I thought, oh, you know, what, are they going to talk about it? Are they just going to get themselves in a mess? Is it going to be a disaster? These people don't know each other. They're all kind of like okay people, and I think they'll all get on, but blah, blah, blah. What happened as the forums progressed, which I, I take as a, I, I, I won't take it as a personal slight, but people start saying, well, actually, you know what? We really enjoyed the breakout session part of it. Can we, can we shorten, can we shorten the content and increase the, uh, increase the breakouts? Uh, so we did that. And then it moved to a next stage where people said, it'd be really good if actually what we could do is it, like start like setting these groups up so the people we're meeting in the breakouts, we can meet offline as well out of the forums. So we uh, we set up the fire starter snugs and we just picked people to put into the snugs groups of four um, from the forums and I think we've got ten or twelve snugs going and again I thought this will never work like people won't do it they won't do it they'll kind of it, you know but and they're going they're still going they're still going people are people saying sorry we can't come on your forum we're doing our snug at that time but it proves the point doesn't it that actually if you if you give people a sharing opportunity a non-threatening sharing opportunity to have a conversation with people who are going through the same thing, it is incredibly, incredibly helpful. So I think we've perhaps moved slightly away from from where I started, which was about planning, but that's fine, uh, because obviously it seems to me that alongside planning, the important thing here is the ability to to talk, to bounce your ideas off people and to, and perhaps 
off people who have nothing to do with your business even better so i wonder before we finish whether i could just get you both to to perhaps give us a give us your your main sort of tip if you like for for how to how to go forward how to plan how to ensure or or maximize the chances of your survival and your ability to flourish over the coming months and years so sharon could i start with you so dave i'm going to throw a little spanner in the works here when you talked about going off topic a little bit from the beginning in terms of the fact that we're talking about talking to people, I actually think the two are synonymous. I think to be able to plan effectively, you have to have some people to plan with and bounce your ideas off. So actually, the two do go hand in hand. And Chris, what's your sort of what's your final piece of advice for us today? Well, I think I, I, I would just I would stick to the practical elements of it, which give people an opportunity to, to to break like paralysis, break disorientation, um, and just kind of reference back to the simple principles that if you you pick some topics to plan around. So the ones we picked were financial, product, people, digitalization, stroke virtualization, and me. Uh, and then you pick some different horizons. So we picked uh, the next month by the end of summer, uh, by Christmas, by the end of next year in my legacy. And then you just build yourself a simple grid and you force yourself just to fill in the boxes. What's this bit of it going to look like at this point? And then articulate what are the next actions. And you'll find as you do this piece of work, it's all connected. It's all connected. And that will just open up your thinking. Just don't overthink it. Don't over-engineer it. Just get on with it. That, that's my practical advice. And then I couple that with with underlining exactly what Sharon was saying. Get a mate, get a buddy, get someone to work this with you, both in the beginning and on an ongoing basis. And you'll bear the fruits of your labour. A reminder, you've been listening to the Brolly Marketing Podcast with our special guests Sharon Shapiro and Chris O'Riordan. If you'd like to find out more about Chris and his company Firestarter, then go to www.firestartersolutions.co.uk and I'm sure if you contact Chris or the Firestarter team, you'll be able to get hold of that grid, which is well worth uh, getting hold of. Information about Brolly Marketing and the multidisciplinary services they offer can be found at www.brollymarketing.co.uk. You can also find more podcasts episodes there so please subscribe share and keep listening